The US killing of Iranian military leader Qasem Soleimani near Baghdad has put the spotlight on Iran's involvement in Iraq, particularly its support for Shia militias or popular mobilization forces. They played a key role in defeating Islamic State, but their continued presence poses a serious challenge to the Iraqi authorities. With me to discuss concerns over the militants is one of Aleko's Middle East analysts, Kavar Kurda. Kavar, how did these militia groups emerge in Iraq and how much power do they wield? In the context of Iraq, the emergence of militia groups isn't a new trend. If we go back to the 1980s during the Iran-Iraq war, while Saddam Hussein was in power in Iraq, we saw the emergence of the Iranian-backed Bakr Brigade, who continue to have power and support in Iraq up until this day. In 2003, with the American invasion, we saw the emergence of the Mahdi army, a militia group which was tied to prominent Shia cleric Muqtada al-Sadr. And now with ISIS, we've seen the popular mobilization forces emerge. Now, the popular mobilization forces essentially are an umbrella organization of various different groups, primarily Shia, and their political goals and ideologies primarily align with those of Iran's. In terms of the power they now wield in Iraq, it's quite a considerable amount, especially in the political context, the economic context and the security context. What is the government's stance towards the Shia militias? The government's stance towards the Shia militias is mixed. The Popular Mobilisation Forces, otherwise known as the PMF, were initially created under former Prime Minister Haider al-Abadi in 2014. Its main goal was to be a bulwark against ISIS advances, uh, especially as a result of the fiasco around uh, the Iraqi army in which they initially ran away from IS rebels. So there is that element to it. However, on the other hand, the PMF now is extremely powerful in Iraq. And while there's been attempts to incorporate them into the Iraqi army, their framework, offer them hierarchies, give them ranks, this is ultimately fallen deaf ears. And that's primarily because the PMF have their own political goals. Having said that, within the Iraqi government itself, the second biggest party is the Fatah Alliance, which is led by Hadi al-Amiri, who also happens to be one of the biggest and most important commanders in the PMF. And as a result of this sort of government support for the PMF, in 2019, they were allocated $2.16 billion of the Iraqi budget. So once again, the question is quite tricky for the government because while you have some of the biggest parties in the parliament directly support uh, PMF and uh, lobby and advocate for the group, PMF itself don't actually take direct orders from the prime minister or any other defence officials. So do the popular mobilisation forces represent a source of instability in Iraq? One could argue that as long as IS remains in the region, then PMF represents a form of stability in order to counteract their revival in the region. However, the main issue with PMF and instability in Iraq is that the militia group doesn't take orders from the government. And as a result of this, you essentially have a militia group who is very well armed, very well trained, and has differing opinions and ideologies and philosophies to the government at hand. These goals essentially align with those of Iran and focus on Shia majoritarianism and also developing Iraq's ties with Iran and remaining within their sphere of influence. In any case, if you have a militia group with so much power in a country who don't abide by the rule of law, 
this will always be a difficult issue for the government to resolve if there's any chance of the country stabilising. And the fact remains that they are also not universally popular within Iraq itself. This is true. As we know, Iraq is a multicultural country. You have Kurds, you have Sunnis, you have Shias, you have Christians, you have Turkmens. And from the Sunni and Kurdish perspectives, the PMF is a huge threat. But just within the Shia bloc of the country as well, there are still divided and mixed opinions on PMF. And not everyone is sure that they're the group to represent Shia interests. Are there any signs of them establishing a foothold in the economy? Much of the Iraqi economy currently is dominated by the black market, and this is especially one area in which the PMF have established a foothold. This has been clear in uh, Mosul, where there's been reports of the PMF smuggling oil out of the area and also cornering the scrap metal market during its reconstruction. There's been reports of the group looting the Beiji refinery, which is Iraq's biggest uh, oil refinery. And there's also been reports of the group's activity on Iraq's seaports and naval ports near Basra. Beyond that, there's been countless reports and incidents of the PMF levying taxes at checkpoints on everyday Iraqi citizens. One cited figure was that currently PMF are extracting almost $300,000 out of these taxes daily. Is there a possibility that they might gain an even firmer grip on the economy in the years to come? So this is definitely a possibility and it ultimately comes back to whether the Iraqi government can limit the power of PMF within society. Since its inception, it's only grown stronger and there doesn't seem to be any science that suggests that the group will uh, diminish its power. This will possibly manifest itself through uh, directorships in oil companies and other similar sort of uh, ways in which the group will incorporate itself into business within Iraq. Now, of course, this poses a huge problem for any investors in Iraq, especially the oil industry. Iraq is a very corrupt country and adding this PMF layer to it will only create more issues and more uncertainty for any investors or potential investors in the future. So what you're describing, essentially, is the PMF establishing an ever stronger grip on the country. Is there a risk of the militia becoming as dominant as Hezbollah in Lebanon? There is definitely a risk of PMF becoming as dominant as Hezbollah. It's not quite there yet, but militarily, one could certainly make the argument that they are as dominant as Hezbollah. Politically, the question becomes a bit more difficult because currently, if we look at Hezbollah in Lebanon, for example, the group itself actually has a few ministers in government and wield enormous power across Lebanon in, in all its different sectors. In relation to Iraq, currently the second biggest party in parliament, the Fatah Alliance, which is led by PMF commander Hadi Al-Amiri, is essentially the political wing of PMF. While there's no formal association between the two, as the division of a political wing and a military wing, the group is known for being supported by PMF and having several PMF uh, sympathisers. So in this regard, if PMF continue to grow and parties like the Fatah Alliance continue to increase their power across Iraq, then we could definitely see PMF beginning to resemble a sort of Hezbollah-like structure in Iraq. Does the ongoing threat of an Islamic State revival effectively militate against any attempt to limit or disband the PMF? Yes, that's true. But groups like the PMF ultimately seek justification for their presence, whatever the case. So now it may be IS, tomorrow it could be the Kurds. 
well, it was the Kurds actually a couple of years ago during the battle for the disputed city of Kirkuk between PMF forces and the Kurdish Peshmerga. The same way tomorrow it could be America, and given the current situation between America and Iran and the death of uh, General Qasem Soleimani, it's more and more likely that the PMF will create a new bogeyman in the form of America in order to continue their presence within Iraq. Thanks, Kavar. And that ends this podcast. If you would like to discuss any of the issues raised, please contact our Director of Research, James Burkett. His email is jbirkeet at alico.com. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.